Welcome to SLT. It's been a long time, a long break. The last we met each other was, uh, let's see, somewhere around the uh, end of December, or right before Christmas. I uh, thought of taking a short break, but it looks like the break uh, kind of extended a little longer than expected. But hey, it's all good, man. 2021, welcome to the show, season two of something like that with Nav. And uh, on today's show, the first show of the year, I got this awesome kick-ass band. Uh, this guy's is super awesome, and uh, they were—they're not exactly new. Uh, they've been around the block for quite a while now. They had their previous album uh, released somewhere around 2019, and they're back with a brand new single, uh, that which was released uh, last month, if I'm not mistaken, called "Skyfather." And they're on the show today. It is none other than Moth Flash. Let's bring the whole gang on board. I got Imran. I got Giri. Giri I got Shafik. I got Easy. I know I'm missing somebody out here, but we'll wait for him to come on board. Is that okay? Sure. You guys all good? All comfortable? Hello, everyone. Yeah. Good. Good. You look more relaxed. So how has 2021 been so far for you guys? Because I know it's only been, what, 13 days, <laughs> but uh, how's it going? Good? Bad? Yeah, I would like to cancel the subscription. It is when he thought 2021 everybody's gonna come in with a bang and then it's a vacation for everybody. It's a bummer indeed, man. It's a bummer indeed. But hey, let's hope for the best lad. So far they said two weeks. I hope they don't extend it for another two months or so on, which might be the plan. You never know, man. Anyway, let's get to know the band, Moth Flesh. You guys, like I said earlier, you're not brand new to the scene. You've been there. You've been rocking stages not only locally, uh, but also internationally. And you were out with a brand new single, which uh, was released in December 2019, right? Skyfather? Hey, 2020, sorry. I lost track of time. Um, and, uh, well, let's let's get to know about the band a little bit more here. Let's find out who's who in the band. Because I know there's some changes. Are there, have there been some changes from the last yeah. album? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the one the one that's late is the one that is the new member. It's the new member. Fashionably <laughs> <laughs> oh, late. Fashionably late. Oh man. <laughs> no worries. Are we coming with this plug him in? But anyway, let's let's yeah. find out who's who in the band, man. Okay, yeah. hi everyone. I am uh, Imran. I do vocals. Cool. Okay. Hey guys. I'm Shafiq. Yeah. Hey, go on, go, go, go on, Giri. <laughs> yeah, I'm Giri. I play guitars for the band. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm Shafiq. I play the drums. Yeah. And I am Easy, and I play the bass. Nice. So the person is missing. Who is he, and what does he do? <clears throat> Runway, actually, Runway, or as uh, the C knows him as Mad Dog. Uh, he plays guitar. Um, alternate uh, leads and rhythms with Giri. Oh, cool. That's yeah. nice, man. All right, yeah. for the benefit of our listeners down here, uh, if you've been in the scene down, especially in the Malaysian rock scene, uh, Moth Flash, like I said, they were no strangers, but just in case, if you want to get to know them more, these guys, uh, well, started off, when does the whole band Moth Flash actually started off? Um, officially, officially, we started on the January of 2018 because when we started, uh, I met Easy. Easy produced uh, Giri and then the uh, previous guitarist. Uh, but we were jamming without a permanent drummer. 
So okay. I had this friend uh, Adam from university that uh, filled in for like a couple of couple of uh, jamming sessions, and mm-hmm. then uh, Giri happened to have seen Shafiq um, previous band before. Okay. So he he suggested that okay why not we we ask uh, this Tunku Shafiq to to try it out and on the first jamming we kind of had that chemistry going on already and this was January 2018 so when Shafiq got in the band we we officialized it as uh that time we weren't called as Mosfash we were we were still going on with with some experimental names but the lineup was official then so January 2018 official date when we started Okay, and the album, yeah. the uh, first is the first album, right? Nocturnal Armor. Yeah, first album. And let's talk about that album first before we get onto the brand new single. Uh, that track, that album, I kind of love it, uh, especially with a track uh, called Swordfish. Uh, 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 it was your first single, right? Giri, you want to take over? Nah, I don't think we could. Oh, uh, yes, we released Swordfish first as one of our initial singles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's very melodic song, I guess. A lot of uh, things going on. Very different from our music video, mm. which was Gravity Kings. It's actually Wouldn't rare to hear that you actually like Topfish compared to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. This is some because, like, I'll be honest with you. When for me, when I listen to music, is it's about the songs that make me feel good. For some mm. particular reason, I just felt connected with Swordfish. I don't know what, I don't know how. I just just kind of liked it when I just tuned into the head. Right. Like, okay, I like this track right. more than not to say I don't like the rest. I just love this more, you know, right. that kind of thing. But we get that, we get that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any any reason why that song is, has caught the attention of many? Uh, not many, but with musicians, with people who play music, with people who actually play an instrument, they have a particular liking towards um. Towards Swordfish, whereas for Gravity Kings, which which has a very different style as compared to Swordfish, when it's it's um, very straightforward, it's very simple, and it's a it's a crowd pleaser song. That's our hit from the from Nocturnal Armor Gravity Kings. We can we can say it's our hit, but in amongst musicians, uh, we seem to get a lot that they love Swordfish because of the musicality, uh, the tech. Technique, technicality behind it, and um, basically, it's it's a it's a it's a well thought song, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's and also like of making the whole track. Giri and Giri did, and Izzy. oh, Izzy. is it Kelvin? Oh yeah, uh, it was, yeah, it was Andy, Izzy yeah. and Kelvin, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, you you've toured a lot with uh, that particular album, right? Since the release of that particular album, you did some touring, uh, not only locally and also you did it uh, in Southeast Asia. With the countries that you have uh, uh, toured was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, was it Cambodia, Vietnam, and Cambodia, Thailand, Cambodia? And Indonesia? Yeah. And how how did that happen? Is it like were they were you invited to go and play there, or did you decide that okay, I'm just Going to pack my bags and just want to take my music to another country and uh, sh- share it with the rest. How did that work? Actually, easy. just yeah. yeah. Okay, easy. You wanna? Because <laughs> mainly easy oh. was the one that organized most of it internationally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really so, so, right. So I, I I travel a fair bit for my work. Um, and what I what I do is every time I go to a new country. Um, or a new city per se, uh, because I try to make an effort to go to either a local show um, of that country, be it any genre of music, you know, be be it indie, be it 
um, electro, be it uh, metal or punk. Uh, but I, I, I tend to go to more of the punk venues and whatnot and uh, to see what the scene's like, who runs the show over there, and just network. Um, and fortunately for me, I was able to do that uh, quite effectively in places like Vietnam um, and in Cambodia. Um, as for Indonesia particularly, uh, that was because um, we befriended a band that actually came down to Malaysia, played a show at Umaapi, uh, and these guys were based out of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Batam. Um, so we look, uh, we told the guys in Batam that uh, we, we want to play a show in Indonesia, and they said, come by. We, we went down there. We played a show. Uh, and they, you know, they, they really liked this. They, they saw a lot of potential of this, and they gave us uh, access to their network for the rest of Indonesia that spread all the way from Jogja uh, all the way up to Bandung. And that's how we actually just kind of did it. We, uh, we, we used one um, individual to kind of leapfrog to another, and that just created this huge and vast network um, of metal musicians or punk musicians and underground musicians who allowed us to do this tour. We were actually supposed to go to Vietnam and Philippines this year, but uh, sorry, last year, 2020. Um, and that, obviously got interrupted because of COVID. Um, but really, oh, and we played in Thailand as well. Um, and how we got into Thailand was just, you know, us sharing our profile out to all these venues, telling them, look, we want to come down. Um, we played in two venues in Thailand. It was Bangkok and Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai was a bit of an in interesting one because we got the contact uh, at Chiang Mai through our tour in Indonesia. So as you can see, it's it's not like something we plan uh, we, we, we plan concurrently. It's very organic. It, it happens very organic, uh, organically and naturally. So we, we play one show and that mushrooms up to two shows, which mushroom up to four shows. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's how we did our tour effectively, just through organic word of mouth and uh, tenacious networking. And also, uh, another thing that I've been curious, because I've chatted with some of the bands that have been traveling, of course, some of them were actually sponsored. The cost of the, the entire thing of the tour is being paid by a specific company or maybe certain labels, but some of them, it comes out from your own pocket money. And in your case, how did that work about? We used our own money. There is band funds as well, but mostly our self-funded, yeah. yeah but, so you can look at it as your own uh, promotion and marketing campaign, right? Yeah, I guess. But so. how how was the response like uh, for a Malaysian band or hardcore metal band uh, playing in another ven venue all together, taking a Malaysian music, uh, or rather some of the you can see some of the Malaysian style there in terms of the rock performances and playing in another country, different languages all together and performing. How was the acceptance level for these countries? Better than we get here. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> better than we get here because uh... yeah, because we don't fit into into a mall here, you know, so we can play with punk bands, we can play with hardcore bands, we can play with thrash bands, death metal bands. In So when, when we have this experience locally, we bring it outside, we just be ourselves, you know, we, we're so used to that. We don't have to try to be anything. So when we bring uh, brought that to, to overseas, anywhere we go, like um, uh, in Thailand, we played two shows, right? As Easy said, one show is a metal show, one show is a punk show. But both, actually, the punk show, we got better better reception, mainly because there were a lot more people. But yeah, just to, to answer your question, 
it's better reception outside than locally. No, but seriously, why why is that diff- different when it comes to lo- when the local platforms you perform? Because this this question I popped in several to several bands, rock bands especially, I, I got pretty much the same answer. It's like, what do you, what do you think that it's difficult with the local guys down here? The thing is the appreciation of supporting the local scene versus someone in a different country who's actually um, is excited or willing to see another band from a different country to go and play in their country. So it's, it's the feeling of the appreciation is a lot different. The level of appreciation is a lot different. Okay, because uh, I'm surprised. Uh, I do check out gigs occasionally, even once in a while, uh, metal gigs and so on. And I find the people are, are kind of participating when it comes to the bands. I mean, you you could feel the energy going on, but to my surprise, but that's not the feedback I get from the bands. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What what do you what do you think that should be done to actually change that mindset or mentality for the uh, this the so called local crowd? But so you know I, what? We pretty hot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, just to. I tell you that we only realize that in the cities because locally if we play say in Rawang or even in like some place in Melaka or Johor people can go crazy but in KL and Selangor I guess it's because of the frequency of gigs that are, that, that that are going on it's it's you know the appreciation level kind of like uh, depleted a bit you know compared to places where it's hard to find gigs it's hard to watch bands and when there actually mm-hmm. is a gig they go crazy. Yeah, mm. sorry, Easy. Oh, yeah, sorry. So I have a pretty hot take on why we don't support our local um, music scene. And I think, it for me, it comes down to more of a, a, a psychological understanding or awareness of what it means to be Malaysian. You know, I think we have a huge identity issue. And I think Malaysia has pretty much been um, in, in, on on, on a, like a social and economic uh, pers- uh, context in the shitter, you know, for the last 10 years or so. So, like, I think w- the general faith we have with our fellow Malaysians have generally just kind of, like, dropped over the years. And anything uh, anything that's just generally connected to Malaysian or the Malaysiana um, context is just looked at something that is either... Um, half cooked or just half assed, you know. So I think a lot of people just have this perception that if it's Malaysian, it's just not going to be as good as anything that's going to have uh, that's going to come in from another country. And um, I, I think that just comes down to like how we identify ourselves um, with arts and culture. Uh, there hasn't, to be fair, been anything significant in the last ten years that. That was a game changer, you know, in the art scene. Uh, in the last five years or so, though, like, yeah, I, I, I personally seen a lot of Malaysian bands actually break that mold, and I, I, I think that's great. But speaking for for the rest of, of the Malaysians, or perhaps speaking from my assumption of the rest of the Malaysians, I think a lot of Malaysians just have very little faith in in the art scene over over here, and I don't I don't particularly blame them. Also. You know, there's this whole factor of like, oh, if it's from another country, it's got to be fresh. It's got to be new, you know. And I okay. think over here in Malaysia, we're just jaded by our, our you know, everything that's that's local. Uh, that's just my opinion, you know. No, no, we always thought it because it was the way things were projected, even like for say, uh, you talk about the media or how the whole thing has been sold out there. Let's let's take your genre of music for the, for example. 
I, I find it that it's like it's very rare that people push the your genre, the metal scene or hardcore metal or med melodic metal. In your case, it's what groove metal, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So those kind of things. Like whenever you see that, it's always the thing that oh man, it's going to be trouble. Whenever you have geeks like that, it's always going to be trouble. So you don't push much of it. You don't publicize much of it unless it's something underground. So maybe that could be one of the factors. I don't know. I I kind of think of it that way. Even radios, you hardly get uh, much airplays on that. Those kind of music, right? We made the, the sorry, we made the comparison uh, with Indonesians when we were there. A weekly gig, satu kampung datang, bro. Yeah. Yeah, all the neighborhood, everyone, all these punk kids, they just come. And another thing that that uh, separates us from uh, the, the scene outside is because alcohol and all that were, are permitted. You know, so people mm -hmm. get drunk first, they get they get batshit crazy. Here, it's a bit more controlled, so and not a lot of people drink also. And, and that, that's only a, a minor factor, but... It is still a factor. Uh, we can still factor that in into why it's it's such a vast difference. <laughs> but yeah, you have... it, it, sorry. Sorry. it sets it sets the mood basically. When you kind of have a bit more fun rather than just going to a gig and watch shows, you have these additional things on the side that you can actually boost up your enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. It's a social. It's a social gathering. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you you have to it uh, uh, locally also, right? Apart from KL and Selangor, you have done a couple of other states, right? Yeah, we have. How did how was the response on that part? Because um, since like you, you earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that KL and Selangor gets kind of sick and tired of gigs and so on. So other states they they appreciate it more. Did that happen in your case when you toured yeah. uh, on other states? Yeah, yeah, like, it, it, well, like Sarawak. in Elosa, uh, Sarawak, yeah, Sarawak, Sarawak is the best. Sarawak is the best. Sarawak is the best. Locally, Sarawak is the best. Yeah. Maybe it's because they drink there. Yeah. <laughs> Sarawak has always been the party capital of Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, man. But let's, get, let's talk about your uh, latest single called Sky Father. Yeah. Your, Let's talk about yeah. that, man. What's that all about? Uh, when did it start? Idea? It was it? <laughs> Let's go through the history lesson of Skyfather. What's it all about? Skyfather mm -hmm. actually started off as a joke because apparently Easy's friend uh, won at a game with him. So he kind of like bet him, oh, your next song's got to be named Skyfather. And uh, this was the time that I newly ended the band. So I, I was a little bit taken aback. I'm like, oh, so nonchalantly calling it, you know, Skyfather. So I'm like, okay, cool. So Imran actually gave me the concept of a false deity or a false god promising things, but misleading and, you know, being a very mischief, almost like a Loki counterpart, right? So that's the idea that we went with. And then me and Easy and the whole entire band slowly wrote the, the piece together. In fact, Giri had the original riff I was inspired by. And then we all kind of like coalesced together, wrote our writing styles together. And then we came up with this uh, main riff that goes So that's the one that kind of like, it's the hook of the song. So we slowly built it up, took a couple of months. MCO definitely helped because we, you know, regularly did Zoom calls and you know discussing yeah. different ideas and all yeah. that. Yeah, and a then, lot of uh, arguments. Me being... <laughs> See, being in the band is kind yeah. of like being in a family, you know. Except you choose this family, so you kind of have to live yeah. with them and make things work as much as possible. And uh, yeah, we tried our best. Uh, what do you think about the song, actually? 
Yeah, it kind of that's one of the reasons why Agar had wanted to have you guys on the show because it's been a while. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's like whatever's been fed on social media, the music playlists these days has always been on the same usual tracks, especially when it comes to the Malaysian music scene. Uh, nobody wants to take that risk or step step up a little bit more and come up with tracks as such. I mean, there are. I'm not going to deny the fact uh, there there are music that's going on, but. To go on a full-fledged and full releasing it and coming up with music videos and such and then well, those kind of things you know it's kind of you can actually count that there's a couple of bands on here that does that unless you know or you know the scene pretty well uh you hardly spot these tracks you know this kind of thing so that's one of the reasons why i it caught my attention especially the music video okay it's been circling around on the facebook on social media so that's one of the reasons i grabbed I like wanted to have you guys on the show. It's like, okay, fine. It's been a while since I spoke to you. I mean, found out or heard something from Moth Flash, and it's nice to get to know them a little more. So, music video, I'm pretty sure you had something something interesting about that too, right? Shafiq, go ahead. Yeah, well, it started off by like uh, randomly, uh, my partner uh, wanted to take a video of us. It just. Uh, shooting us playing the song uh, but it was out of like an uh, artistic thing that he wanted to try out but eventually as we grew, grew uh, sorry, go near to the date uh, we're thinking about using it as a music video as well so the way we planned it was very impromptu but yet again the way it was edited be- made it look pretty qualified as a music video you know um there wasn't much of a you know uh, like a proper storyboard or anything like that it was just a live performance thing and we just showcase what we're playing and that's about it basically so yeah cool and also off air we were talking about this the song what was it all about and the details the lyrics and what made you write this particular song can you just uh, tell us a little bit more about that actually um we wanted to emphasize on two things two issues first uh, like ronbe said the false deity and um this this um societal disease that we like a grandeur idealization of 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 something you know like uh, a, a god or, or or anything in that in that uh regard but another thing that we wanted to emphasize is the people that actually follows okay not necessary uh, it depends on how you look at it. not necessarily the this this uh, this being is is uh, is playing tricks on you this being wants to see if you are actually doing things according by the book or you are doing things because you are actually doing things by the heart you get what i mean so for example uh, to to put it in simple ther- terms uh, religion any religion any religion you are subscribed to you think doing certain things that like you pray uh you you do certain things it will lead you to the promised land but what you forget and i see this a lot happening especially during during uh this pandemic you forget to be nice to each other you forget that the most important thing is not all the actions that you do to get you to the promised land it's how nice are you to your neighbor today how 
have you greeted your 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 parents today have you you know helped someone in need the best that you can do are you trying to be the best human being possible at this time you know forget about the afterlife so in the song towards the end skyfather actually came down it's basically uh, skyfather telling everyone you know what you guys have got it wrong all this while fuck you i'm going to burn burn earth because humans are worthless man that's like a movie uh, yeah. yeah 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 centuries centuries making from... a movie out of it man i think <laughs> Probably there is already a movie on that. <laughs> I kind of like the whole idea, but the thing, the, the best yeah. part is this: like uh, a lot of people who don't understand the so-called uh, uh, the metal world, uh, world uh, metal genre, would just figure out something uh, absolutely brutal when it comes to the lyrics or the meaning towards the song. But uh, the way you've explained the whole thing, I'm definitely sure that everybody has to get the lyrics out. Man, is is the li- lyrics available? It's available if you if you watch it on YouTube. It's in this description because the lyrics we work. Uh, collectively together to make sure the concept that we want to convey is understandable enough uh, through the lyrics, you know. And and of course, like you play metal, you want it to have some sort of like a gore, like a brutal element. But in in our band, our lyrics, our story needs to be a thinking man's uh, 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 lyrics or, or, or interpretation. It's not simply just okay. Uh, I I kill you. Yes, blood. Uh, let let's go on a rampage and all that. It's it's a thinking man's game, you know. So we want you to to understand, uh, to to dissect all these bits and pieces of what it is actually about. That's why uh, we we said earlier, it's up to your interpretation. Some people listen to Skyfather, read the lyrics. They have other interpretations of it. They might they might side with the mortals. That you know what actually Skyfather is is deceiving us, but other people might side with Skyfather. It's like you know what I understand why Skyfather is destroying human humanity because humans are worthless. Something like that. Thanos just snap the finger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just snap the oh. finger. Everything's gone. <laughs> basically, yeah. Basically, you can you can take that uh, that metaphoric uh, elements of of uh, Endgame on why Thanos did what he did. Yeah, because you never know whether he's a bad guy or a good guy. Yeah. And yeah. This particular track is it a teaser to what's to come for 2021? Is there an album coming out behind this whole thing? Is this going to be just like a one-off thing? Which one is it going to be? Is there any well, plans for 2021? Definitely plans. Definitely there are plans moving um Between an EP or an album, we still haven't figured that one out yet. We have a few songs, pretty much, kind of written, but yet to be arranged properly or, um, kind of laid up properly. So until then, nothing as of yet. You know, this whole MCO thingy or this COVID thingy for the past two years has messed things up uh, very much for many bands. And of course, uh, people are looking at alternatives in terms of uh, marketing themselves or uh, moving on with the music. Uh, what's the plans for uh, Moth Flash? Are you guys having something in mind? Because of course, you got to look at other alternatives, right? Instead of just waiting for the whole thing to just sort out and then get back to the gig scenes and things like that. Are there any plans as such for Moth Flash? So, uh, you want to go or you want me to go? Go, 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 go. Uh, okay. So, uh, where, where, 
looking at the timeline of things. So Skyfather, uh, it's very important for us to stress that Skyfather was also um, a song to introduce Ranveer uh, to, uh, to, to, the, to the music scene because Ranveer is now a new addition in the band and Skyfather was uh, on a compositional level a step in a, in, a more uh, in a more technical direction. And that actually sets the stage for the next release, which we're going to have, which is definitely going to be heavier, faster, harder, and more technically driven. Um, we're going to be writing our songs in seven strings um, at lower tunings, and we're going to try new things uh, that we've not done before. Also, I think it's very interesting to highlight that both uh, Ranveer and Shafik have started their own businesses where they run their own studios. So that benefit of having their own studios allows us to experiment with recording techniques, recording styles, um, and also give us the creative space and freedom to try new things that we weren't able to do because of the time constraints uh, set by recording at commercial places in Kuala Lumpur or commercial studios in Kuala Lumpur. Um, also, another interesting fact, uh, Shafik mentioned his partner. His, uh, his partner, he, the partner he was referring to was uh, Ravi, who is a partner in uh, Siren Studio, which is a studio Ravi, uh, Shafik, and Eric Wong uh, run co collectively. Um, he actually came up to us and offered to shoot our, our, our next song. And as a band, uh, including Ravi, we actually did the whole music video in, in a very do-it-yourself uh, effort and style. We brought our own lights in, our, our own power packs in. And it, uh, this, the video itself is actually just shot in the jamming studio uh, where we actually yeah. practice. We just moved the amps around and we set the light. And I think uh, Ravi did a fantastic job with the videography. And it, it just goes to, to show to any other bands or creative individuals out there who want to shoot uh, music videos, it can be done by yourself with minimal gear. I think the technology has come to the point where everything's affordable these days. So go out there and do it, you know? Mm. Nice, nice. In terms of live performances, the alternative, uh, one of the things that's been done uh, frequently these days is uh, doing live streams and live shows. Yeah. But yeah. is that a case for metal bands? Is that is that a possibility? Because the energy level will be completely different to have uh, live shows for a metal band compared in comparison with some uh, acoustic band or some R and B yeah. bands or some you know the live bands, the usual ones. But in uh, for metal bands, you, do you think there's a case or there's a possibility uh, to do something like that? We were Actually, supposed to. Yeah, we were supposed to play um, on the thirty-first of this month, but then yeah. so um, to answer your question, MCR two point yeah, yeah, we haven't we haven't experienced how it would feel like on stage in front of a camera without a crowd, but I guess it's more of a mentality kind of thing that kind of have to prepare ourselves to kind of feel the energy through the cameras rather than having them in front of us supporting, you know, so... But you, you guys have watched uh, live uh, live streams of other bands performing live in terms of rock music. How, how do you find that? Personally, actually, on a personal note. Actually, yeah. uh, just to point out that the gig that we were supposed to have on, on the 31st of January, it's supposed to be with this collective, uh, metal collective, uh, all the Otai, Otai metalhead, all the treasures and all. And this is our first time actually playing with, with this bunch, you know. So it's interesting to see this, um, this group 
uh, of of um, metalheads at at their age trying to incorporate uh, live streaming into just to adapt to the current situation it's very interesting to see that because yeah like 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 you mentioned all this while it has been like acoustics uh, or maybe like just blues which most of it a lot of young people's right now a lot of young people right now are it's it's easy it's easy for us to understand this technology but for for if you're like above 40s when you you're so used to playing live gigs suddenly this live streaming thing you make you. it you make it sound like being above 40 is like ancient dude, dude no, no, no. It's, not ancient. it's the approach it's the approach it's the approach because dude, i'm 42 uh, and i don't feel that way dude nah, man, I, I, i'm surprised that you're 42 i i thought probably you're early 30s <laughs> but no what, what i'm saying is that But talking to the organizers, they were like, "Oh, we don't know if this is going to work or not, but they're going to try. This is something new to them." And for us, it's like, "Cool, we want to be on board." And in that, um, on the bill, we're the only bands that that we're the only band that is new, like three years old. The rest have yeah. been playing for 10 plus years. Yeah, I know. I saw Nurisino, yeah. where I was one of it, right? Nurisino, yeah, Farasu, all these like names who are otaila in the scene, you know. So we are this. Noobs, noobs. They just came in, but we find a common noob, ground. Yeah, rookie, say rookie noob, lah. No, yeah. In terms of uh, our CV, still noob. <laughs> yeah, rookie yeah. lah, rookie. Yeah. I mean, we find a common ground where now, now it doesn't matter how old you are, which which era you came from. Everyone has to adapt to live streaming now. Ah, so, cool man. But yeah. Uh, But enjoying the show, like I said earlier, you you still haven't answered my question. They're watching this particular set of uh, performances. You've seen it before, right? How did you feel? I mean, as a band, as a band, what do you think that should be done more for these the uh, the live stream? Because there's been a whole lot of it. The market is pretty much uh, flooded with live stream shows. Is like uh, what used to be once a week thingy now is like practically almost every day you can pop into one yeah. uh, live stream. But as for band members, if you've been watching this, what do you think should be done uh, to further improve this whole thing? Mm, better sound. Um, definitely better sound. Everybody needs to be mic'd up properly and uh, mixed yeah. properly. It's That's true. for sure, and then the visual effects of the whole stream should definitely be on another level because you have whole teams trying to make it happen, right? It's not mm-hmm. a one person job or a two person job. So maybe a little bit of a background with moving lights or, or some sort of a projection, like you know how real big bands do their concerts. Like for example, when Arc Enemy came over to KL years and years ago. They had an awesome live show. Like, if we could just encapsulate, like maybe ten percent of that feel of that show into a live stream, yeah, that'll just make our live stream much much better. Yeah. But saying and doing are uh, two different things, like you know. Yeah, yeah. No, It's hard to say um, at this point. Mm. I I personally don't think live streams are effective at all. Um, yeah. I you know before the advent of live streams, we've had people. Record your your live set and already put it on YouTube, and uh, you know we've got a bunch of bands we can see today that have multicam live shots already. And I I I don't I can't un- I don't personally don't understand what is live streaming bring on bringing on today that we've not had for the last five or ten years. Um, and to add on, and you're right, uh, everyone is doing live streaming. So uh, what's really motivating people from going online and watch uh, to to watch a specific show these days? It's it's just sensory overload in my opinion there are too many people doing live streaming and there's nothing really unique that live streaming isn't doing 
uh, 10 years ago. Um, and you asked another question as well, which was bringing that energy um, onto the stage. Um, for a band like Mothflesh, where not only do we uh, want to enjoy playing our songs, we actually believe and feel the songs themselves. So no matter where we play, be it in on a live stream show or in a concert full of 200 people or even in the practice room, we bring that energy into the room because the music dictates it. So there's no way for us to play a practice in a certain way without bringing the energy on board. You know, you can't play drums at a certain speed or play bass or play guitars with a certain intensity without actually believing in it and feeling it. So, um, I, yeah, you know, like we're not worried about bringing that energy to a, to a crowd or just to a person. We're going to bring it either way. Nice. That's, that's the answer that I've been looking for. Uh, because, like I said earlier, but the, the, these are the questions that I usually ask the bands. And uh, every one of the common answers, I would say 98% of the bands that I've chatted with uh, always say that the energy is not the same when you're doing it live. But in your case, I think it's absolutely different, which is uh, something that I would definitely, definitely anticipate uh, But if if you guys were to do some live stream, man. If, la, if, la. Uh, that's mm, definitely in the future, definitely. In the future, and I hope the whole package is out there. Anyway, uh, once again, I have to say, uh, I think it's almost time, almost time for me to wrap it up. I have to say a big, big, big thank you for you, uh, for to all of you for coming on board of the show. And thank you so much for chatting and getting to know uh, your band a little better. And uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with your uh, future fans, not the existing fans there? Because I guess oh. this podcast has a different group of audience altogether. So, is there anything else you like to share with them? Uh, firstly, check check our latest <laughs> single, Skyfather. Yeah, yeah we we could we could use all the marketing that's available, you know, like and uh, word yeah. of mouth because uh, we're relatively still new. So, um, spread the word around. We had a, we have a new single uh, that just came out a month ago, and we are currently working on a new album and practicing hopefully for for few online gigs this year uh but apart from that you know we were only it, it's hard to to have high expectations at, at this time because whatever we plan like last year we were so excited for rockaway and then it just got taken away from us like that it's so demotivating yeah. so this year we 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 approach it in a positive light but in a also in a realistic manner you know, we 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 make sure what we set is achievable, and that we try first. We try to up our social media game, our because we were quite under the radar on our first two years. Um, only the ones that have seen us play live know about us. Apart from that, we're we're we're, uh, we're basically unknown. But now, since we have um, uh, focused more on 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 um, uh, promoting our music on medias as opposed to live shows. Uh, good to see that we, we get uh, a positive uh, reception for now. Nice. Yeah, for now, yeah. Nice, man. And it looks like I uh, forgot to mention, I forgot to read this message out. Sorry, guys, my webcam is not connecting for some reason. That was Gary. Yeah, right. uh, okay. No wonder he was missing. I thought he was out there. <laughs> 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 too bad, man. Anyway, once again, thank you very much, guys. Don't forget to check out uh, Moth Flash, the brand new single called Sky Father. It's available. Uh, do check them out on social media, which is uh, Moth Flash. Just type it out on Facebook. You can check them out. Uh, the music is available on Spotify also. 
that's right and uh, make sure you click on the follow button share the music as much as possible you youtube there's a music video on youtube check that out and uh, i'll get in touch with them if you have anything and uh, you only, i also noticed something about your social media page you have merchandises right is it still yeah. for sale or is it uh, yes still for sale almost finished actually so almost uh, finished. Yeah. <laughs> oh man and uh, i'm guessing you don't have anything with uh, 4xl right no we yeah, we we, we, no we got problem, some requests bro. yeah, yeah come on, come on. i think it's about time people you try, try start focusing on people who's another plus size man sure, you too sure. like no rock problem. No problem. <laughs> just yeah, kidding man. once again thank you, thank you very much guys thank, thank you very so, much, so much thank you thank you for inviting us thank you God it's a pleasure having you guys man thank you Hope you can hear my voice, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can hear you.